Hi. Hi. Once again, our one last thing is us together. Yeah. We're really sort of losing track of the concept. Yeah, I've been with you for a long time. Yeah, so we're on a trip. We are. We're in Chicago. We're talking a little bit quiet because it's late. And my mom is asleep. And we have to wake up really early. But we're in Chicago. It's my last day. We had a great day today. We, we've we done all kinds of things. And if you want to take a look at what we did, we made a travel vlog mm-hmm. for our Patreons. And you can go to patreon.com slash one more thing to watch that. I haven't seen it yet, but it is probably going to be wild. It really is going to be wild. And we also on our Patreon are going to put up our review of the Share Show which we saw last night. Mm -hmm. I'll just tease the review by saying it's... We have a lot to say. Yeah. And it is an unfiltered, uncensored... Uncensored review. Review of the show show. We are pretty brutal. Yeah. I'd say. We have a lot to say. So if you want to go listen to that. (laughs) Yeah, become a patron. Speaking of reviews, though, Mm -hmm. Pose. Right off the bat, so Angelica Ross, who Mm -hmm. plays Candy on Pose and who had a pretty big episode this week. Yeah, she did. She tweeted that she is going to give away five season passes on iTunes and Amazon for like the season of Pose and she's going to give five of them away to trans people of color who can't afford season passes and don't have access to a TV to watch the show. And we obviously have a Patreon page and we were pretty excited by that concept. So Mm -hmm. we're going to do the same thing. We're giving away two season passes. Yep. One sponsored by us, one sponsored by a friend of the podcast. And so if you are a young trans person of color or an old trans person of color who doesn't have access to a TV or to the money to get a season pass, tweet at Angelica Ross Mm -hmm. and at us. Yeah. Tag us in it. Yeah. And we'll we'll, look for those first. Yeah. And we'll, we're going to give that away. So that's going to be pretty cool. So this was the first time we've watched Pose together. Yeah. And it was a good episode to watch together. It was. I'm trying to remember what happened. Well, first of all, it was written by the one and only Janet Mock. Right. It was a solo venture. This, it I'm was so weird. proud of her. When we were watching the opening credits, I turned to you and I was like, because we didn't really, we tried not to talk through the episode and save it for here. But I turned to you and was like, wow, so Brian Murphy had almost nothing to do with this yeah, entire episode. Yeah, because he didn't episode. direct it. So it was mostly about like... Body issues in the trans community. Yeah, and Angelica Ross wanted to be curved. Mm-hmm. And she kept trying different things. Like she did padding and then she did some really cheap silicone implants mm-hmm. and none of it really worked. And then Angel was having like the same issues and got into a big fight with Evan Peters about it. And by the end of the episode ended up being like, he just likes me because I look masculine. So like I have to get implants. So I look like quote unquote, a real woman. And she ended the episode getting butt implants. Well, the thing that I thought was interesting is it didn't really take a stance on whether people should or should not do it because Angelica Ross's character, once she got them, showed up to the competition and like won. And everyone was like, look at that. She also though passed out because she got the really cheap, scary ones. It was very interesting because it brought up a conversation that I've never really really thought of before, you know, as a cis gay man, Mm -hmm. not having access and not being able to have certain surgeries. So going to other lengths to make yourself look more feminine or masculine. Well, and so that new woman showed up out of nowhere this week and like went to dinner with the other mother. Remember her? The woman who she entered and we thought it was Janet Mock because she had like the same hair and the same body type. And then she came back and she was like, I was in Hong Kong getting the surgery, which is what Janet Mock did. Mm -hmm. So first of all, I was like, is Janet Mock just writing herself into this show? 
show. I do think it was really, especially with this Jesse Single article that came out, where he was like talking about trans kids just like having easy access to hormones and like sort of positing that it's not hard to get hormones and surgeries as a trans person. I thought it was a really good, timely episode to be like, actually, we uh, can't get them. The conversation between Angel and Evan Peters was interesting, Mm -hmm. paralleled to the conversation between... The other mother. Yeah, the other mother, whose name I always forget. I don't know her name. But her and her like boyfriend, where he was like, don't get it because Mm -hmm. it would turn me off, basically. There were times where I was like, what you're saying may sound sweet, but it's not right. Yeah, well, he was basically saying like, I want you just the way you are. Which, fine, but... But he was also saying, don't do the thing that will like make you happy. Yeah, and it's weird that he was like, "I I want you just the way you are. And she was like, well, this is how I want to be. Yeah. And then he was like, well, no. Too bad. Electra Abundance. Yeah. Which I remember because she had that gorgeous signature this week. And when she got the paperwork, they were like, all right, Miss Abundance. Yeah, which I I thought was great. Oh, that's your literal name. We also got to see our main guy be like great at dance. Oh, yeah. That was really special. Did not really appreciate the fake out of him having AIDS. It made me really (sighs) upset and really nervous through the whole episode. We were sitting in there on the couch and when they were having, when the scene was happening where they were all finding out their results very slowly. We were like, all right, whoever's last has AIDS. Yeah. Like, that's it. And I was sure it would be his boyfriend. Me too. Ricky? Is that Ricky, yeah. When everyone went in but Billy, we were like, oh, yeah. no. And then when, ever, when like the three of them were celebrating, which by the way, I love Lil Poppy. I think he's so cute. I, st- I don't he's trust adorable. him. He's adorable. He's gonna fuck shit up. But when the three of them were celebrating and Billy Porter was like sitting there and then he was like, oh, my turn. You and I both were like, no. What got me was when he was like, can you give me a minute? I have to gather myself together for these kids outside. Yeah. It hit me in this weird spot. But then at the same time, I was like, this is interesting storytelling because someone of an older generation having feelings about AIDS is usually like them looking back on the 80s, not I am a person of a certain generation in the 80s yeah. with this. Yeah, totally. So I was like, oh, this could be something really cool. Yeah. I'm also interested to see how he and MJ handle their diagnoses like together. Oh, for sure. You know? Yeah. I hope that we get to see different sides and processes. Yeah. A lot like Angels in America where you right. get to see yeah. Um, Andrew Garfield and Nathan Lane. <laughs> Prior and um and work out. It's also interesting because Billy Porter, Angels in America. Yeah, I was thinking that when he was getting diagnosed, I was like, oh wow, now he's on like the other side because he was Belize. Mm-hmm. He needs I his would own Belize. Love a new miniseries of Angels in America, mm-hmm. like an updated. Yeah, updated in like cinematography. I would love like, it. That kind of thing. I would enjoy it. I would l- not like it to have this current cast of the. I don't oh, want the Broadway yeah. revival in it. No, I would um, want I the mean, signature if, cast in it. If Denise wants to do yeah. it, I would say Denise and Nathan, and then Zachary. Zachary as the uh, boyfriend. Yeah. I would love to see Jim Parsons. Jim Parsons would be such a good prior. Oh my God. He might be a little old. But he has the look. He might be a little old up against Zachary Quinto though. That's true. But he would be such a good prior. He would be a good prior. So then who's his Lewis? Cheyenne Jackson? No. Me. (laughs) Wow. And I'll direct. Amazing. Honestly, I really like the guy on Broadway. Oh yeah. James McArdle's so good. Yeah, I think he might be my favorite Lewis. He absolutely is mine. I also really liked the Lewis in the movie. Ben Shankman. Yeah, but we're not casting him. And as Joe, I've heard that Lee Pace is like incredible, which makes mm. me want to see it. Or that people went in with no opinion of Lee Pace. Sure. And then we're like, oh, he's low-key amazing. But I would want... Honestly, I would want Patrick Wilson. <laughs> he was so good. He still looks young enough. He, that man doesn't age. Meryl Streep can reprise her um, role as Great. the mom. Is Billy Porter? Belize? Or is the guy from Broadway Belize? Or is Bob the Drag Queen Belize? I'm thinking 
Bob the Drag Queen, Todrick Hall. Not Todrick Hall. Um, Nathan Lee Graham. Oh. That's yeah, his name. He would be amazing. Yeah. For sure. Nathan Lee Graham. Let's keep Beth Malone as the angel. Oh, but what about... Emma Thompson? Yeah. <laughs> no, Beth Malone. Sure. Okay. Great. HBO, if you're listening. <laughs> FX, if you're listening. Ryan Murphy, if you're listening, because now you have that deal with Netflix. Yeah. We would like to co-direct and cast your Angels in America miniseries movie. Anyway, back to Pose. <laughs> I'm also interested as to why they're doing the AIDS crisis so early. Part of me feels like the show isn't established enough in the story, and now they're coming in with, like, yeah. the virus. But I'm curious as to where they're going to go because they introduced it so early. I agree. How many episodes are left? Well, there have been four episodes, and there are four left. Oh, okay. And in two episodes, episode six, Janet Mock directed it, and it was written by Ryan Murphy and Janet Mock. Oh, shit. Which is going to be... What's the episode called? Love is the Message. Ooh. That one's going to hurt. That's going to hurt. I was excited oh, that Angelica Angel Ross. kicked Evan Peters out. I don't think they're... Well, like, he signed a year lease. Yeah. So she's good. Well, but he could probably kick her out of the lease. Probably. He won't. He won't. I think they're going to get back together, especially because we saw in the preview that next week, James Vanderbeek comes to Kate Mara and says, like, he's dating whoever. Yeah, which is... <sighs> that man needs to mind his own fucking business. I don't know who I ship, honestly. I ship no one. I ship Janet Mock and me, and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> I ship me and um, the main guy. Yeah. And, you know, his boyfriend as well. I think I fit in. I could see you guys in a thruple. Oh, yeah, for sure. I'll yep. take him to the ballet. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's sweet. You and the boyfriend can sit in the ballet while the main guy dances. Oh, we also got and to then... see him. He was in the showcase. Yes. Yes, which was cool. Um, also, a very quick scene where she was like, no, you can't do it. And he was like, please. And she was like, no, you can't do it. And he was like, please. And she was like, all right, you're doing it. Yeah. I thought she said yes because she was like going to show him that he actually couldn't. Yeah. And then he was But great. then he was great. So And also, the showcase was beautiful. Mm -hmm. And also, I thought it was so sweet that the whole <sighs> family was like sitting there and just like screaming. I thought that it was sweet when MJ was like, thank you yes. to the teacher. Oh my God. So Pose, if you haven't watched it, watch it. Yeah. If you don't have a way to watch it, tweet at Angelica Ross. Yeah. And by the way, people really should be watching this show. Like I know we talk about it every week and people sometimes just listen to our recaps so they don't watch the show. But like, first of all, if you watch the show, our recaps are probably better. You are honestly the only other person I know that watches it. Yeah. And every person that I've talked to that I'm like, you should watch it. They're like, I mean to, I might get around to it. Where can I watch it? I'm like, FX. It's not hard. You watch American Horror Story every year. But I do think the problem is that the people who would be its audience don't have access to FX. Mm -hmm. It's also the summer and it's a beautiful summer right now because it's not crazy hot. Yeah. So all the New York, I hate to say it, but all the New York gays that would watch it if yeah. it was in the fall are busy being thoughts in Central yeah. Park. Well, and I also think that a lot of queer and trans people of color who are the right audience for it mm -hmm. are like suspicious because it's never... It's never good. It's never... Yeah, it's never good. And I saw a tweet. There was like an article about, you know, it's more trans talent on screen than ever. And someone tweeted like, yeah, but what's it like behind the scenes? Like, you know, grumpy. And I'm Jerry tweeted it and was like um a lot of the writers are trans and one of the co-creators is a black gay man it's actually good i was suspicious and you were suspicious and it ended up actually being really good i'm shocked yeah and, and i'm I think... starting to unbuckle my seat belt yeah oh if that makes sense yeah like i feel like i was very strapped in bracing for the impact of terrible ryan murphy and i'm kind of like 
releasing myself into like the palms of their hands. Wow. If that makes sense. It does. Impressive. All right, moving forward. A lot has happened this week. There's a lot of news this week. And so let's just kind of bust through it. Jonathan from Queer Eye recently called out Anthony. He's on the warpath and I love it. Yeah. Karamo wanted to go speak with Mike Pence's wife about something and they were all like, "Uh uh-huh. Yeah. What? And he was like, no, no, no. Like, we're just going to talk and like, I think it's a good to like open conversations and they were like right 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 but like that's Mike Pence's wife yeah and I'm I, I actually don't know if they ended up meeting or if it hasn't happened yet oh it happened oh they met right <laughs> but then they sat down for like a round table at Vulture and Alex Young Alex Young asked them if they would do an episode with the homophobic cake people mm-hmm. Anthony was like yeah sure and Karama was like okay and JVN says, personally, where I come from, I have had people my entire life tell me to my face, I don't agree with your lifestyle. You should never be able to get married. You're a F-word. Push down the stairs, F-word spray painted on my car. When I say chased around with pitchforks, I'm halfway kidding. So when you close the door and walk out of that room, I'm pretty sure I know the type of language that was used to describe what you'd be doing in a place like that. When I walk out of a room with someone like that, I know very clearly the thoughts that are going through their head. Would they say it to my face? No. They'll shake my hand with a smile on their face, and then they're going to go and take your mom's health care, take your children's health care. And they're also going to try to take food stamps for people and make sure women need to qualify how much work they can get so they can feed their children. So to the baker, this is someone who is fighting for the extreme right to win something on principle that the Colorado Supreme Court ruled against. Antony says, I think we're making a lot of assumptions about the baker. Jonathan says, no, I've actually done a lot of research on this. I'm very well versed in this case. And Antony says, no, no, no. And Jonathan cuts him off and says, I'm not making too many assumptions. I let you finish your point on the baker and wanting to work with him, so I'm going to finish mine. This is someone who has led a charge from the fanatical wing of the U.S. to disenfranchise gay people and further feed the flames of the right, who says we're evil and shouldn't have the right to marry. Exactly what's going on with Roe v. Wade will be the case for gay marriage if these same people continue to win Supreme Court decisions like they just won. So by legitimizing them, especially the person that has stoked such an intense case against marriage equality, that also presents such a big bone in the side of furthering marriage equality. Because even though this decision was close and it didn't the decision of the Ninth District and the Colorado Board that decides the governing ethics that this Baker reversed, that the Supreme Court decision wasn't super duper clear because it didn't reverse the initial, Alex says, it was very narrow, etc, etc. So then Anthony says, I'm not talking about the Pence's views, but the idea of the Baker. Corey, someone from season one, when I first met him and he had a Trump banner on his thing, I wanted to get the hell out of there. Jonathan says, right, but this is someone who was vetted and okay to be around us, and the Baker of the fucking bake shop that has spent his life's mission, I'm telling you, are you kidding me? Have you read the story? Anthony says, no. Jonathan says, so you'd know if you did that I'm not making a lot of this up. Anthony says, I just want to go and talk to the guy because you hear so much shit. And Jonathan says, well, good luck to you. Read the article. Anthony says, look, we've made mistakes as well. I'm not. And Jonathan says, next question. I love Jonathan. He's great. Recently, I've adjusted my ranking <laughs> to be as follows. Number oh, yeah. one, Jonathan. Number two, Tan. Okay. Number three, Bobby. Mm-hmm. Number four, Karamo. Number 2000, Anthony. Fair. I'm glad that this happened live, like in front of people, as opposed to stuff that's happened behind the scenes. It confuses me as to why this thing keeps happening with the Fab Five. Yeah. We're like first with Karamo and then with Anthony. Um, but I'm glad that they're not just like, oh, ha, ha, ha. Yeah. And like move on. Yeah. Tan has also been really good at calling people out. Yeah. As well. Something's been up with Anthony because he also like in an interview was like, oh, and then I'll just like jerk off my cooking talent all over the menu or something like that. Oh. And everyone was like, what? 
So as hot as he is and has much of a background he is on my phone, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I have some questions. I think the thing Jonathan says to Karamo in this interview, he says, Karamo went and met with the Pences, but the important thing about the Fab Five is that like we can talk to each other about it and like Mm -hmm. have a dialogue. And I liked what he said about that, where he wasn't like, I respect the Pences. He was like, I respect you for respecting the Pences. I do not respect the Pences. Right. (laughs) Which I think is an important distinction and something that we should be keeping in mind going into you know whatever's about to happen yeah so that's queer eye marvel said what they're gonna add two queer characters yes they said that they are adding two queer characters one of which is bi Mm -hmm. they have not said what the other one is i think they said that one of them you have not met and one of them you have already met which uh basically means just tessa thompson yeah it's tessa thompson for sure the one that's upcoming i'm very curious about we will see i mean my greatest hope is (laughs) that it's aunt may (laughs) and marissa tomei plays a lesbian as it's her god-given right Mm -hmm. or you know aunt may can be bi doesn't matter and that i play her girlfriend actually just in real life and marissa tomei and i are just dating (laughs) but speaking of tessa thompson her friend lakeith stanfield is in the news this week. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so he... We all uh, saw Get Out, right? We all saw Short Term 12. And he did a little rap <laughs> on his Instagram where he rapped, Boy, you're dressed like trash. You a 8'6". Take that choke chain back. That's some gay shit. F word. I don't really want to brag, but I'm straight rich. And the caption was, Offensive freestyle, not for the easily offended. Which, what? <laughs> that doesn't make sense. But then he tweeted later an apology. What? Yeah. So he took the video down when people got upset. And it was very quick. Yeah. And he posted a video of himself. He also deleted all of his tweets. (laughs) Which, what? (laughs) He tweeted this. Hey, um, I make videos all the time, um, which I usually end up deleting as soon as I make them. Um, and they assume characters, I assume characters that have different viewpoints and different views on life and um, just from different perspectives and some things I, I, my views are aligned with and some things my views aren't aligned with. And this uh, character that you've seen um, is a character I'm definitely um, not in line with and I definitely don't believe those things. And so I just want people to know, like coming from me, um, that I've never been homophobic, have never um, agreed with a homophobic thought or hatred toward anyone for that matter. Um, I'm, I'm a person that moves in love and I want to promote and continue to push that and love for all people and all different types of love in every form it takes. Um, so yeah, I just want people to have a clear understanding because sometimes I make these things that could be very offensive and I don't always have the luxury of context. So I want to give people the context of me and let them know that um, I'm not with that. I'm not with that at all. And, um, yeah, I apologize if it hurt anybody, sincerely. Um, um, That wasn't my intention to just, you know, be somebody that was out here just slinging arrows and hurting people. So I want them to know um, that I apologize for that. They had to feel sadness from that. Um, So my sincerest apologies. I think that's a really good apology. It is. I like that he says, I apologize that I caused harm. Mm -hmm. Not like I apologize if people were upset. 
Yes. The part that I don't like is, and maybe it's because I have a very limited view of his videos, mm-hmm. but that he's like, this is the fault of my character, yeah, not of that me. I don't get. But it is something that I have created. Yeah. And if it's not done in a, a clearly ironic way, then someone stumbling across your content right. may not get that. But the apology is something that we talked about in the sexual harassment episode, where it's like he acknowledged that he caused pain. Yeah. And then apologized for it. Yeah. As well as apologized for, like, the post. Yeah. As opposed to just being like, well, I guess I'm sorry I did it. Yeah, as opposed to being like, I'm sorry people were offended. Yeah. He's like, I am sorry that I created a situation that hurt people. Which I think is, I mean, I think that's a very good apology. Yeah. So the body issue came out. Yes, we have two things to talk about. Yes. The cover. Right. So it's, what, the first ever same-sex couple... ever on the cover of The Body Issue, and it's Megan Rapinoe, professional soccer star, and basketball legend Sue Bird. And how are you feeling about it? I think it's great. I'm really happy for them. I'm not attracted to either of them. Same. But I think it's really cool, and it, the pictures of them, like, in it are so... Like, The Body Issue is always shocking to me that people's bodies look like that. hmm You know? Like, I'm always like, that can't be real. They look so happy in that picture. Yeah. The other picture that we can mention is Adam Rippon's butt shot. Right. Here's what I have to say. His butt looks a little scary. Scary. Yeah. Like it's a very, it looks very strong and I feel like it would chew me in a bad way. Like Um, it would break your dick off? Yeah. Would I say no to it? Absolutely not. I also really love his nude colored socks. He says, I have a shelf butt. He does. His back comes down and then it's just an immediate out. Yeah. It doesn't like bubble out. I don't know. I mean, I'm far be it for me to say what makes a man attractive, mm-hmm. but I just don't get Adam, this Adam Rippon picture. Like, I don't think I'm attracted to him, but I think it's the fact that it's like, here's just a giant butt that yeah. he's never not showing. Yeah. Well, are these pictures in the body issue like hot? No, I also don't think they're supposed to be. Right. Because it's I like I look at it, I'm like, wow, you are so strong. Yeah. Yeah, like I don't usually look at the body issue no. pictures and be like, Gus, they're hot. Gus Kenworthy's pictures, though. Gus Kenworthy did it, too? Not this year. He did them at the last one, and they are so hot. It's him, like, on a mountainside carrying some, oh my God. like, a skis and some snowboards yeah, and stuff. Hot. I get this. And I was like, oh, this is just porn. I understand that, that this is hot. Yeah. But I don't get the Adam Rippon once. Did Gus Kenworthy not get cold? I don't know if it was on an actual mountain. Oh, hmm. Interesting. I mean, are those pictures saved to my phone? Yeah. (laughs) So then two things about RuPaul's Drag Race. First of all, Head Over Heels started previews. I really want to see it. If you work at Head Over Heels, get us comps. (laughs) Maybe we can get press seats for opening. Oh, yeah. I can't wait to see it. Peppermint from RuPaul's Drag Race is the first trans actor to ever be in a lead role. I guess the first out trans actor. Yeah. And was also the first out trans person on Drag Race. Yeah. (sighs) Do I like Peppermint? No. Am I proud of Peppermint? Yes. Do I know anything about Peppermint? No. (laughs) (laughs) Do I want to see Head Over Heels? Absolutely. Yeah. And the winner of Drag Race happened last night, which was Aquaria. Cool. Um, no I'm, idea. <laughs> I'm really upset because I thought this was going to be Eureka's year. However. Wait, you thought this, has Eureka been on before? Yes. Oh. She was on season nine, but then she hurt her knee and she got sent home early. Oh, relatable. And then, but they sent her home and were like, you have an open invitation for next, for got season it. 10. And then she came back and she ended up in the top. And I thought that this was it because she came back swinging. And even though she really did deserve it, Aquaria just took it to another level and it made sense. The finale was Shocking. Do you know how the finale works now? No. They basically spin a Wheel of Fortune board and they do lip syncs against each other. So there are four in the top. 
mm-hmm. and one person will go first and then they spin the board and it has the other three names on it and it'll be like oh you're gonna lip sync with this oh, person cool. like and they'll that. duel and then the winner will do whoever wins the other pair of lip gotcha. sync and in this case in the first one they sent someone home mm-hmm. and then this person waited to find out who would win right and it was aquaria and eureka against each other in the yeah, second one with asia o'hara waiting to see who would win and right. go up against them asia o'hara is the one who stood up for the vixen right yes okay. Rue decided to keep both Aquaria and Eureka. And make it a top three? Uh-huh. Whoa. And then crowned Aquaria, which I thought was fair because Eureka did far and beyond better than Asia. So it, it would have been weird to have Asia and Aquaria in the top two. Uh-huh. So I'm glad for Eureka that she made it that far. I'm glad for Aquaria for winning. I'm curious to see what uh, Aquaria will actually do with the crown. Because Aquaria, mind you, is like 19. Seriously? Yeah, something like that. Can you... Holy shit. Whoa, She's what? like 19, 20, or she like fre- is freshly 21. She's like the youngest contestant ever to be on Drag Race. I think she was in like fourth grade when season one happened. She's 22. Oh, okay. That is crazy though. But she is very good. I'm very curious. I hope that she doesn't just fade into the background with a past winners but that's what i have to say about drag race that's great still haven't seen it (laughs) all right let's talk about the pride parade right i did not go i went with my friend marcus because our friend alexis michelle was on a temples float or something like that it was a big star david and alex was at the top of it with my best friend joe who had gotten us into this like vip section with our friend shout out to sherry pie who was a new york drag queen who was hosting this like event and it is the first time i've ever been at the pride parade for more than 30 minutes Mm -hmm. i was there from two until like seven watching all of it. And I noticed something that was very weird because I feel like in the Pride episode that we did, we were talking about corporate pride. Yeah. And if that's a good thing or a bad thing. And the thing that I found really interesting was that a lot of the corporate stuff and the floats with like special guests and stuff are at the front of the parade so that they can kind of be done earlier. But as soon as all of that was over, the streets like emptied. Really? And all of the like smaller organizations or the banners that were carried by two people and then it had like five people behind it and that was all they had or like the theater troops and the the smaller community groups and stuff like that were towards the back of the parade and as they were coming down it was like a single file line down the street as opposed to the like crowds and crowds and crowds and i was on like 12th but it was really really weird well and the route also got shortened yes which is like also weird because that only like makes it weirder yeah that the parade was shorter and not everybody stayed i mean in everybody's defense i've never stayed that long right and i always end up seeing the corporate stuff because you go early and i'm like not every queer person in new york wants to stand around for seven hours and watch an entire parade people don't even do that for the macy's thanksgiving day parade they tune in for the broadway stuff and leave so like i get it but if you're going to complain that corporate pride and wearing wristbands are happening to the pride parade then you have to stay yeah the entire time so that you get to the part of the parade that is actually what you think the pride march should be i didn't go this year only because i was sick but i sort of am getting the vibe and was getting the vibe from what i was like seeing on social media and when i like went out of my house and saw like at my train stop and stuff that the pride parade this year was it felt to me for straight people because everyone i saw on social media who went a couple people i saw used it as a way to come out of the closet but most of the people i saw going on social media were straight in my group chat with two of my best friends they had sent me that one of their friends posted a picture of her and bobby from queer eye who Mm -hmm. was on top of the lifts float which was a very interesting uh, marriage equality float 
and two people may have gotten married on it. I'm not well. positive. <laughs> um, that's what it looked like. But he was up there and he was like DJing or whatever. And there were, you know, people from Lyft like mm-hmm. on the float as well. And this girl had posted a picture of herself in a shirt that was like an LGBT shirt with like rainbow suspenders. And it was her with Bobby. And she was like, I'm pissed because she's straight. That's our friend's shirt. And she's only wearing it to wear it at Pride. And I was like, okay, I'm not going to tell straight people not to go to Pride because like... I am. But like, if you were someone who was freshly coming out and you needed to take your straight friend, great. However, if you're going to march in the parade, that is not your space. Yeah. You may want to to support people but i don't believe that that is your place my friend charlotte works for in their marketing department and they reached out to her and she's straight and they were like can you come because they had like a full float as well as like a large group marching Mm -hmm. in front of them that were like handing out samples and stuff they were like can you come because we don't have a lot of people signed up and she was like no yeah (laughs) and she was like it wasn't my space and like i'm not gonna go to pride yeah because i didn't bring her our other gay friends don't live in new york and i was like that's fine (laughs) yeah i saw so many people on social media who like i mean and i will say it's a lot of straight girls Mm -hmm. going like it doesn't happen so much with straight men it's like straight cis women going to pride but it's people who are very openly and publicly straight Mm -hmm. and go with their other straight female friends i have a friend who every year gets decked out in like rainbow makeup like football like under the eye type Mm -hmm deal and like wears rainbow headbands and rainbow shirts and like wears a like does the thing where he like ties the rainbow flag around his neck fully straight that's just... and i don't get it because i'm like then come out i mean i i know for a fact that he is 100 straight and he goes to like celebrate his friends that he goes with but i'm like then just be yourself like don't yeah well we have a you and i have a friend megan our friend who we have gone with a couple of years in a row who is straight and she she always goes and is just like there with us but she doesn't like wear a rainbow mm-hmm. she doesn't have like a flag or anything she's just like with us she like stands behind us at the parade yep and like she's there for support yeah she always is like oh i'm the mom yeah <laughs> but this year i wasn't gonna go and she was like okay then like i'm not gonna go alone yeah. because well, like i'm only gonna go with like queer friends to support them i think it's very i mean like i'm not ashamed to say like don't straight people just don't go to pride don't unless you have queer friends who are unless you have queer friends that need you there yeah and you're there for like for a specific reason yeah not on your own volition and i'm not against closeted people going i just want to like say that again but it's it's people who are comfortable in their heterosexuality and are like who are just going to like be cool yeah guess what you're not invited (laughs) yeah you're not like it's not for you leave us alone get your own thing yeah go to like J. Crew or something. It was such a weird pride. I had a blast. I took a great nap that watching, day. Watching, <laughs> I'm sure. I had a blast watching the smaller groups because they were all hyped. Yeah. Because I can only imagine they had been waiting around for hours to even start marching and they were still performing and like walking and playing instruments and stuff like that. And there were also organizations that I had fully never heard of before. That's like cool. Like queer orchestras. And, oh, cool. Yeah. And like different smaller organizations for all age groups. Like there were a lot of like organizations for children and then like organizations for seniors and for like mothers. And I was like, this is very interesting. That's cool. One thing I will point out. <laughs> is the FBI because <laughs> they were there and they yeah. marched. I would say out of everybody that marched with them, it was like 20% lesbian. Nice. <laughs> and then the rest was all gay and they were all together. And it was a lot for me because all of the guys were like buff, mm. gorgeous, 
gorgeous men in like these tight FBI shirts, fully holding hands and making out and like walking and like yelling and stuff. And I was like, this <laughs> is not okay. <laughs> all right. All. Well, happy pride, everybody. Happy Pride. We're having a great time in Chicago. Mm-hmm. We'll see you on Monday with an episode. Oh. With our biggest episode yet. We'll see you on Monday, first of all, with our Alan Cumming episode. Mm-hmm. Second of all, oh, on yeah. Spotify. Oh, yeah. We'll see. We're on Spotify now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. Spotify has decided that we're um, worthy. So. So you can now download us. If you don't have access to us on iTunes for whatever reason, or you want to tell people that have Androids and that listen to Spotify regularly, you can head over to Spotify and we are there. And um, now we're going to go to bed because um, my flight is in five hours. And we will see you on Monday. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Bye.